there's been an 80% reduction in competition. So what are you seeing? The great teams, the great agents, their revenue is going up, mm -hmm. their sales are going up, the rich are getting richer. This is Byron Lazine and Nicole White, and you are tuned into episode 126 of The Real Word. Word is up. Word is up. You're not showered up, but the word is up. I am not showered. Luckily for all those people that are listening and not looking, you're, um, you're saved this week. Yeah, I came directly from a workout. It's tough to smell you through the podcast. Well, you said that I actually didn't smell no, bad. You smell fine. So, good. good. I did, from here. Yeah, I'm trying to get my butt into shape so all right let's get into it uh usa no not usa today fox no, you went news. to fox news the you fox went, news you we're, went right to the resource we're dancing around a little bit we're trying to mix it up mm -hmm. fox news states how to choose the right real estate agent uh during your divorce in a divorce during yep. a divorce usa we're today doing has, it. yep we're doing it they've cited that 31 percent of couples responded that the quarantine has adversely impacted the relationship. Oh, it was a negative. 31 had negatively hurt? Yeah. Interesting. 31% said the quarantine negatively you hurt. You know, I'd actually like to know, though, how the quarantine has helped some couples, though. It, it probably has. I think I, it's it's been fine for mine. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, people that were, like, in the negative yeah. and, you know, now maybe in Rediscovered the positive. Rediscovered love. Yeah. yeah. ABC, though, ABC News concurs that divorces will surge after the pandemic loosens up or mostly the quarantine basically as divorce well, courts, courts open, open up yeah. they think there's going to be a flood of divorces so nicole hmm. i ask you you've dealt with plenty of divorce situation clients couples that need to sell their home select a real estate agent for their sale and maybe the purchases after mm -hmm. what are your tips for somebody that is thinking about hiring an agent because they are getting divorced what should they do so I feel like each divorce is so different. I guess it kind of depends if, is it amicable? Mm. Um, is it, I actually, I had one time, um, the wife was actually allowed to pick the real estate agent, but in, I was written into their divorce. Oh, wow. Yeah. Like I had to be the representing agent in like, that was like written in the divorce. So any other perks or you get a car? <laughs> no, there no. was no car. But anyway, I do think, um, to be really honest, I do think that this is probably one of the situations, and this is just me personally, where you're probably not necessarily wanting to hire a friend. Um, I think that it's wildly... Uh, who wrote this? Rob Wynn, who is an agent, and he's been on uh, Real Trends, which we're going to talk about later. Yep. Uh, he's been on Real Trends uh, 10 years straight, top 100 agents in America. He yep. said the same thing, Nicole. Don't hire yeah. a friend. Yeah, no friend, no family. Um, I, I think, though, that if, if, if either party trusts an agent, I mean, I would 100% be more than happy to, like, liaison, you know, where if they did trust you. But I definitely wouldn't let a friend um, represent either party party i mean again especially if they were friends mutually or if one had a separate i just i wouldn't even go there um i do think that interviewing obviously during this time is like wildly important you know how obviously effective are they what are they going to do i do think that this 100 percent needs to be more than ever a business transaction yeah it needs sure. to be it needs to be a total business transaction if they're getting along to your point 
and they both agree that's the best agent in our neighborhood, hands down. Right. Go ahead and move forward. If it's it's going to be an easy peasy divorce, but if there is toxicity, yeah, because the, 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 the husband that's not going to work. Won't want to work with the person that the wife picks. Or... Not only that, I've been in these divorce situations where these people are just straight up lying. They are liars. One per they, yeah. they're like, oh yeah, we want to sell the house. Yep. And one person secretly has no intentions of selling the right. house. All they have intentions right. to do they're is They're like declining kill. all the showings and the other side doesn't even know. Yeah. Which which does lead us to the next thing though. You were talking about, yeah. um, about communication. I mean, this is again another time as an agent to over communicate like everything needs to be given to everybody I wouldn't even be opposed to finding out maybe who each attorneys are to make sure that the attorneys are sort of abreast on what's going on there too um I mean this is really and and, and again what's super interesting is that it, they could be amicable at the beginning but at any moment anything could really yeah I mean that's where my advice is gonna sit you can read the article obviously if, if you want to uh see what see what that advice is but mine would be you know anything outside of a very friendly divorce which doesn't happen very often would be to have the attorney interview three you can go and we're going to talk about the real trends and the America's best is about to come out in a couple of days through mm-hmm. real trends. Mm-hmm. You can find out very easily by going to that website. Who are the top three agents in my region? Right. Who are the top three teams? Who are the top three agents in my region? Now, does either party want to remove somebody from that hat? Okay, no, we've got our three. Let the attorney, uh, the attorney interview those three. Let him or her pick for you and let them be the communicator between that agent or team. Hmm. The the buyer, I mean the the sellers at this point, the divorced couple, they can't make logical decisions. They're acting off of an emotion. That's emotion. how they got to this point. To well, begin lots with. of sellers are working off of emotion, but uh, yeah, true. Yeah, very true. <laughs> but that's how they got to this point to begin with. They're over emotional. They're in this very stressful state of their life. Allow somebody who, you know, the trusted attorney, you know, maybe you guys both have your divorce attorney and you select a real estate attorney to interview these three and you pay them a small fee. I mean, and more now than ever, this is certainly going to be a situation of wanting to win too. So um, you have to be super mindful of that going into that situation too, that that's certainly where their mindset will be to who's going to, who's going to win. So, but I, I do think it comes down to interviewing out of the top three. Why are you going to ever really in any scenario consider anybody in the bottom three or the middle three? Right. Doesn't make any sense. The goal here in the divorce is get the most money, get rid of the deal and move on with your lives. So neutral as possible for sure. Put it in the best in your marketplace hands. Well, that kind of makes me sad. I kind of want to see how many people are doing better. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. All these news outlets. I mean, if you Google it, Nicole, because well, I did. News, I mean, you did. You Googled it. You Googled how many people are doing better. Do they even ask no, those no. questions? They probably don't even. That won't even be a header. Nobody cares about how well people are doing. If you everybody just, just wants to know how shitty everybody else is doing. If you interv- or, uh, type into Google divorces in pandemic, you get USA Surge. Today, Surge. New York Post, coronavirus is leading so many couples to divorce. I see surge. Surge. Uh, The pandemic has slowed Slowed. the divorce process because the courts aren't open. Once they open, explosion will happen. Explosion. Wow. Planning for your divorce during the COVID. It is just like on and on and on. I feel bad for those couples that have been locked up that hate each other. 
Uh, but that is probably their motivation to, to get out of that deal and, and uh, wish them luck with that. All right. Yeah. Racket number two. Racket number two. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, okay. racket number two. Well, you have three rackets, but is this like the marketeer? No, no, no. Oh. The third one's the marketeer. Oh, okay. I'll explain why. Okay. Do sales competitions work? It's an Inman article, a simple way to double your agent's production. Uh, this is based off of a Utah real estate team, or Sisu rather, was built around this Utah-based uh, real estate team. We use Sisu. Sisu mm -hmm. allows you to track all of the, if you're, you know, a, a, any real estate team or agent and you want to track all your conversion oh. numbers, everything Sisu allows you to do that. It also allows you to create competitions within it. Mm -hmm. 50. Well, yeah. I, I mean, are you, are those even created or are they just the, always there? I mean, there's like leaderboards. Did you, yeah. did you start those leaderboards? No, no, no. Sisu does just that. Just does it. Yeah. But you can, you can create a game. Additional ones. Additional games okay. and leaderboards. I think and the leaderboards are enough. Every once in a while I check on the leaderboard. This is Brandon Doyle on Inman and uh, he's referencing again this, this team. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is doing just that. They're using Sisu to create healthy competitions within their team. They're calling it gamification. It's become popular in sales because mm -hmm. you can tweak the system to produce the exact results you're looking for. Right. Obviously, if you can get the buy-in. Mm -hmm. What's interesting here in this article is 50%, we've seen a 50% reduction in transactions during COVID. Our market's seen about a 30% mm -hmm. reduction. So it's probably different based on, on wherever you are. Right. Uh, but, but they reference there's been an 80% reduction in competition. So what are you seeing? The great teams, the great agents, their revenue is going up, mm -hmm. their sales are going up, the rich are getting richer, and the poor in real estate agents, they're just getting out of the business altogether. They're right. probably trying to figure out how they get unemployment or something like that. Wow. So, well, I mean, hmm. what else would they be doing? I don't know. Maybe they're getting a job. Uh, maybe they're getting a job. I doubt it. They didn't have a job to begin with. They were real estate agents. So, big shout out right there to all my part-time agents. You guys know how much I love you, you know? <laughs> So Nicole, do you think sales yeah. competitions work? They've always flopped for us. What do you think? Well, I think it, I think it, so I think it's, I think it depends. Yes. I think that, I think that they're wildly um, helpful if you, if they're not forced on people for sure. I think that if people willingly and, and, and want to get involved, it's interesting that you said that remember last year around this time, I won a trip to Paris. Yeah, you did. I that was did. more luck than anything. You didn't do anything for that. I did. I did open houses. Remember I was. It was a drawing though. But if you were, so you were only entered into that one drawing yeah. if you did a certain amount of open houses. Right, right, right. right. So I had, I was maybe one of however many. Like 4,000? No. Again, it was like, because we were doing <laughs> no, like I, two I a weekend. It. it was a bunch. It yeah. was like, I think you had, to, I don't even remember the did number. Did you ever use that? I did. I I was able to transfer it over, so I went. I took the kids to Universal yep. with it. And so that was uh, William Bravis competition. Yes. Our broker. By the way, so, this this Fox News article. I, I don't do know if you think. I, look at this, Nicole. Yeah. Look at the sign they're using. Oh, look the Fox at that. News they're using article. William Bravis. Yeah. How amazing. So I do think. I think we're. I think if people uh, voluntarily participate, I think it's helpful. I think though that I think people do need to win something to keep going. To if they're going to be in last place or whatever. Here's. Well, and I don't mean that everybody needs a medal. I just, I think it like there needs to be there. There, I do think that if like if like I won that trip, which mm. was great. So now I'm certainly going to be signing up for it again next time, right? Because but if you lost, you should have like, gotten like nah. a ten dollar gift card. Or I don't something. know. Like I was just sort of like, yeah, you know, like here's where they no one wins that trip, you know, yeah. but like I did. 
the um, the system breaks down when one of these three things happens. So you don't like the whole gamification thing, huh? Uh, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to comment on it in a second. Okay. The system breaks down when one of these three things happen. You rely on your agents to enter 100% of the data. For obvious reasons, there won't be a lot of enthusiasm around that. So getting them to actually input data. Nicole, I love you, inputting data. You know that um, as well. Mm -hmm. Tie it to your CRM so your agents can stick to their current process. So they're saying... You know, if you're if your agents are using Sisu every day like ours are, mm -hmm. then putting it right into Sisu would make a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. you, you don't have a live scoreboard. Can you imagine going to a basketball game without a live score scoreboard? There'd be no drama, no excitement and no. less competition. Now, here's one thing I've heard about live score scoreboards in our office, even from some agents who have worked for us that the scoreboard oh, gives them anxiety. It makes them anxious. It makes them yeah. anxious. Do you remember when you were in elementary school and you were doing like the times tables and like if you got past like the three, like there'd be like a star. Come on, Sam, you remember it. And then you had to get to the fours and like it was always running and everyone yeah. saw how much you sucked right. because you were still in the twos and everybody else was like in the sixes and the sevens. No, I'm not that much older than you, Sam. Damn it. Um, I mean, I it is hard. It does. It makes you anxious, but it also probably makes you a little self-conscious. But I think that people need to feel uncomfortable. How else are you going to push yourself unless you feel uncomfortable? You need to feel like you're at the bottom. You need to feel uncomfortable. It's the one thing that probably drives me the most I look at the leaderboard I sometimes like to see myself at the bottom because then I'm like damn it Nicole like get dressed like yeah. let's go yes. I think the best thing to do is like what we're doing accountability groups we've seen our CSU numbers our tracking numbers all of our numbers we're in our second accountability group we're doing these six-week accountability love it groups. look at I'm, I'm going to the gym because right. of it I mean but it's been like 30 years the agents that are picking you know, business and all of us are picking personal stuff, myself included, but the agents that are picking business related topics and then having a peer hold them accountable to those tasks are doing those at an overwhelmingly higher rate. And that's the goal of a sales competition. So I'm a bigger believer in accountability groups where you have a peer who's checking in on you every day or you're required to send right. them what you're supposed to be doing that to me works better because there are going to be some people that shy away from competition that don't yeah, enjoy heavy competition and they even reference that here they say sometimes too much internal competition uh can be right. counterproductive of it can course. be unhealthy there's a fine balance you can also as a team decide to go and compete uh, against another team in another state we did that once with a team in Massachusetts, Chinati team, number one team in Mass. Yeah, I think we beat them. By the way, I, I I think though that I think I think where it also becomes really important is that I think the individual also needs to know what they're capable of, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know that I would ever necessarily go head to head with with certain agents just because I know what I what I'm capable of. Like I know the additional responsibilities that I have. So I think the people that are getting anxious about these scoreboards are 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 just sort of concentrating on like the end and and instead of like sort of the embarrassment the right feeling. instead of concentrating on on how have you improved how are you doing better instead of how am i doing compared to somebody else right. i i think that i think they're helpful because they push you but i it doesn't also mean that you need to win because like we always say like yeah. even if you got an 85 on like the test like you still like did better than zero so tom i know tom ferry is a huge believer in sales competitions I agree with what's written here in the cinnamon article that there's a very fine line to walk with. You know, in Tom Ferry's company, for example, those are employees, right? Where when you have a real estate team, you have independent contractors and it is different 
you would think independent contractors or they've got their own independent business. They should be highly motivated to compete and enjoy that competition. But a lot of people that are, are joining a team are joining it for a particular reason to be a part of something, right. to not feel alienated, right. to, to be able support. to, yeah, to be able to have support, to, you know, be able to have a little bit more balance in their life. You know, it's really like the team leader who's the ultra competitive person. That's why they started a team to begin with. So I think you do have to be careful. Um, you know, I think, I think the bigger the prize too. They had a prize here, Nicole. Top agent got a thousand bucks. Second place got five hundred. Third place got two fifty. Like if you have huge prizes, yeah, that can motivate more people to participate. But I agree, you, you have to what, get though? voluntarily voluntary buy in from everybody. You ha- yeah, you have you have to voluntarily do it. You can't force it. But wasn't there an article once before? We're gonna have to look back on this one. I swear we talked about it. Remember the the prize almost got too big, where people then didn't work towards it. Yeah. Do you remember talking about that? I don't, but but you I could don't? see that happening too. Hmm. I'm gonna have to look. Where back they're on like, those. oh, so and so is always gonna win these, and the prize is so big, I'm never gonna win. They're gonna go hard for it just, so much. Yeah. I'm gonna, like, I like your idea. Like, if you have a small team, 10, 15 people, which Realtrends does not consider that a small team. We'll talk about that in a second for the marketeer. But uh, if you have a small team, I think that what you said earlier, you could give everybody some kind of prize. I actually like this. I want to run this by you for something I think we could do with our team. Hmm. What if we had a competition, not for sales, but for social media engagement, I'm thinking. I'll explain later when we're off the podcast. Hmm. But where you had a pool of prizes, you know, we have 13 agents, I believe. So you have 13 prizes. And like one of them is like a session with a a video session with Sam. So you know what you're getting. It's a two hour session with Sam. But then another prize could be like a brown paper bag covering a wine bottle, like valued at question mark. You don't know. So the person that wins the competition gets to pick out of the pool of prizes first. Hmm. Could almost be like that. Uh, yeah, the Chinese grab bag. Where it's like, it's like I pick this. At like the you, end, you, you got to open up yeah. this. At the, at huh. the end, you, you may be able to steal it's once like, you see them like all Christmas open. It's like Christmas in July at, at, at one and company. The winner picks first and then they get to see everything and then they can steal right. it at the end. But then everybody else is kind of stuck with, with what they get. Could well, be, but could be fun. yeah, no, I think it could be fun, but it's, oh, so that, so everybody's getting something, but the winner gets whatever they the want. The winner is picking what they want out of that prize. And once they see the ones uncovered, they could trade at the very end. So you, your incentive to win is you are going to choose your prize. You know what? I have to be honest. I feel like that's a great way to end it too. Cause then, cause you're competing this whole time. And then at the very end, like, yeah, like you're laughing and having fun and socializing. A little cocktail hour. Huh. Yeah. Okay. You like that? That's good. Came up with that myself. Just right now? No, no, no. I was thinking about this a uh, couple nights ago. Hmm. Yeah. You don't even like hanging out though. Like you'd have to actually sit and hang out. We could we could zoom it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh uh, Marketeer of the week is Real Trends. The Real Trends, the trusted source. Real Trends, the thousand. Real Trends. Uh, America's top. best. They've got it all. They're partnered with Tom Ferry. So Real Trends plus Tom Ferry. Their top 1,000 has come out. Mm-hmm. Okay. If you're in the top 1,000, this is a great marketing opportunity for you. Yep. Uh, Inman article says that Keller Williams Compass agents win big as Real Trends adjust their ranking system. Oh, they adjusted. Yes. So here's what happened, Nicole. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of backlash in previous years. Rankins were broken up into individual agent transactions, uh, sides and sales volume, and agent team transactions, sides and sales volume. 
This year, though, there were some people that this is what they were doing. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, like Nicole White. Mm-hmm. And really, Nicole White had a big team behind her. But because they've always marketed themselves as Nicole White, uh, they were saying, I'm an individual agent. And oh. people were like calling up real trends or email or whatever. They were writing letters and saying. So well, it wasn't Nicole White team, but it was just it was Nicole White. They're like Nicole, like like um, Chris Cortazzo, who's always a number one agent in Malibu. Usually okay. Chris Cortazzo is now labeled as a team where he he was labeled as an individual, I believe, last year. I, I'm not picking on him. Like as no. the example, I'm just, you, saying, Chris, right? I'm just saying I happen to see Chris Cortazzo label as a team. I always thought of him as an individual agent right. and he uses his name, doesn't use team. He just uses Chris Cortazzo. But apparently, according to Real Trends, he is a team because that's where he fell into the rankings of the top 1000. He did like over $300 million. So, so shout he's out to you. Fine. He's doing great. Yeah. But he's got this big staff behind him. I think they're, they're saying staff and, and number of people. So Well, we've always said that too. If you have an admin, you're a team. Right. We've always said that, but apparently Real Trends has not. Right. They're now classifying uh, a small team as two to five people. So okay. like you and an admin would be yeah, a small team. team. Medium, six to 10. Large, 11 or more. We'd be categorized as large. Wow. I, I don't agree, but this is what they've kind of come up with. there's other teams that have like hundreds that's right how do you compete um the biggest issues with everybody were that there was couples like couples too were, were identified as wow you know a single people agent. just complained about everything on no this. yeah i mean people wow. you know here's a deal so like people like if they're in, in second place they're going to find a way to come in first like the america's best we didn't make the top 1000 and we were in the large agent team, so we would have had to make like the top 60 teams for volume in the country. We're on the doorstep of some of these categories, okay. I would say. What do we need um, to do? Kick out some of our agents? We want to be a medium team? Oh, we could go down to a small <laughs> team be fine. No. Um, we will be on the America's Best. We'll be number one in our region by far. Won't even be close when that comes out in a couple of days. Shout out to all my local peeps. Love you guys. Uh, but what? Who are you shouting out to? All the local agents. You oh, know? We're okay. going to be number one, and, and I'm, I'm happy about that. So then, you're, so you then you're giving them a shout out? I'm giving them a shout out. Hmm. I have a lot of shout outs on this episode. I'm not even understanding. Like. That sounds kind of mean. Sounds kind of mean? Well, yeah. you, they can join us. We're going to put out some recruiting videos here. Well, this, I mean, next we've been days. talking about it long enough. Yeah. All right. So You know who's on there, though? I saw our, our friend at La, Lauren Friedman. She probably would make she made the, the top, top 1,000. She's local. Mm-hmm. Lauren's yep. a great agent. Yep. I mean, killing it. So, yeah, you've got all these different categories. We're going to link up the site, obviously. You can go check it out, see if you're on there. You would already know if you're on there. Uh, Chinati Group, who I mentioned earlier in the episode, they made it for the large team. 66 teams out of this yeah, top well, 1,000. I mean, she, the large she has team. like an off, like her team is an office. Oh, yeah, she's well above the 11. She's like her own brokerage. She, she's like, well, she is now, actually. Yeah. She has her own I mean, brokerage now. Yeah. Um, she did $183 million last year. Uh Al Filippone was just behind her at 65. Uh, William Ravis' top team He's at 180 million. a Connecticut million. guy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think that's Ravis' top team still. I'll scroll up here, see if any other. And he's categorized in the large team. So I don't know, like, any of these brokerages that had, you know, big or smaller. Oh, wait, number one, six, seven, six, 675 million. And this is for New York. volume, large teams by volume. We go medium teams by volume. The top one, the Altman brothers did 382 million. If we do small teams by hmm. volume, the uh, small team by volume did 633 million out in New York City. Wow. Uh, so I'm not going to say it. You're not going to say it? Why? Because you can't say the it? The Sukunik 
and Glazer team. Say it again. That, that was, can't be it. That was good. <laughs> Su- Sorry, guys. Sukunik. Um, oh, that was Mauricio in third for that. You it was sort of like suck my neck, like suck a neck. So like Joshua Flag, who's yes. on the show. Do you yep. know who that is? Yeah, he's mm-hmm. on the show Beverly Hills Million yep. Dollar Million Dollar listing. listing. Yep. It always appears that Joshua Flag is an individual agent on the show mm-hmm. he's classified here under small teams he came in eighth so on the list so that means he has two two it means he's two, probably got four assistants he got a, or whatever i mean he's, he's on tv yeah. didn't he just get married i mean things are happening with him it's all possible it's all yeah. possible nicole ron Wynn, who wrote the fox news article racket number one he's on the list for small teams and it's just his name ron Wynn, compass santa monica number 16 small team list for volume 220 wow, california's cleaning it up yeah, if you go down this list, look at this, Nicole. If you yeah. go, if you go down this list, and I'm on the small team still by volume, you can go into the other categories. Number one, New York, Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills, Beverly Hills, Bellevue, Washington, um, Menlo, Menlo Park, Park yeah. California, Naples, Florida, John R. Woods, uh, Beverly Hills, New York, California, 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 California. Oh look, there's a Florida. There's oh, a Ravis agent right uh, there in Florida. Campbellan, Prebish, William Ravis, they're yep. at number 17 for small teams, 220 million. Good job, guys. Uh, California, 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 New York, New Jersey, California. <laughs> it's just insane. It's, it's, yeah. The California real estate market is bonkers. Clearly doing just fine over there on so the if West Coast. If you're in the top 1,000, that's something you want to market. Congratulations. Because, and, and the reason why this is the marketeer of the week. Not because they've partnered with Tom Ferry and we're big Tom Ferry fanboy and Oh, girls. I didn't even... Did you think people were speculating that? No, I don't think so. But oh. I'll just make that statement. Hmm. Real trends outside of... Like, have you ever seen uh, that email come across your your inbox that says, you've been nominated for Top Agent Award? Have you ever seen that? I've never been nominated. That, that magazine, Top Agent? Nope. All right. Well, it's not even a real nomination because once you click the thing, oh, they're like, they're give, like us five thousand dollars, <laughs> give us $5,000 and you'll win and you'll win. Buy the coffee mug. Yeah. Do this. Yeah. Where it's like they don't care. They just want your money where real trends and Carolina had to go through this for us. There's a whole bunch of back and forth. You've got to connect them with your broker. They've got to see like banks that like they've got to see all kinds of data. Oh, so are you for you to be on but the are, list? So are you applying for it or do they reach out to you once they see your numbers and then you're, you have to justify it? You're you're applying. They're going to reach out to people that they see, like, especially in the mm-hmm. top 1,000. If you haven't applied to the top 1,000, Because it's super interesting because it goes back to this competition thing where, like, agents are responsible for inputting the information. I'd be like, you know what? Well, if you're... Listen, the agents that aren't inputting information on CISU or whatever their CRM is or whatever mm-hmm. are likely in the bottom half of this industry. They're likely on their way out in the next four years. The agents that are going to input this stuff are in the top 10% anyway. So they're right. inputting on, on their day-to-day. They're inputting mm-hmm. on this. Mm-hmm. But the background check on real trends is legit. So if you're on the top 1,000 or if you're in the agent's best, like we will be, use that in your marketing. Use that in your listing pitch. Use it in your listing presentation. Use it on social media. It's a big deal. And when people go and look you up, it's not going to be some phony coffee mug they're looking up. Right. It's going to be legit. Right. Right. So. Good. Marketeer of the week. Awesome. Next week, Nicole, I think we've got to get into the article that you brought up. Oh, the foreclosures? Post-gym. Yeah. Sounds like foreclosures are not going to be nearly as bad as some of these headlines say they are. So we're going to talk about that or next week. people are week. speculating. I mean, how yeah. many times has a buyer been like, do I wait till next year? Because there's going to be all of these foreclosures. Yeah. Well, well maybe we'll have an answer waiting. for you next week. 
I well, look do... at us. We're like the news. Come back on the next episode of <laughs> The Real World. A little uh, preview to that. I do think that as as this everything opens back up, you're going to see more inventory, and that could you know, impact sale price. So there may be an argument to wait, but I don't think it'll be for the foreclosures. No, it's all very interesting. If you got any information on that, we'd love uh, to see it. Send us the article, the link, whatever. And if you've got a marketeer of the week, as things open up in your market, you see somebody doing uh, something fabulous, please send it over to us. We'd love to talk about them here on The Real Word. We would. All right, guys. All right. Keep it real. Bye, guys. I'll shower next week.